and welcome to the Learning to Sit Still's last episode of 2022. Can you believe we are only a few days from starting a new year all over again? It seems like we just had New Year's. As we start to take down the Christmas decorations and look ahead to January, it can be a good time to think about what you want to accomplish in the coming year. I read this quote recently that says, today is the beginning of a new day. Let it be something good. I want to change it just a bit and say, January is the beginning of a new year. Let it be something good. Now, of course, none of us know what the upcoming year holds for us, but even in the darkest days, there is something good for those who trust in God because he is good and he promises to work all things together for good. Remember, it doesn't say that all things are good, but that all the things work together for good. That is always important to remember in that verse. So what do I mean? about letting this new year be a good one. Well, I desire this new year to be one of growth in my personal life, such as making better choices. I want to know God better by continuing to read and study my Bible and pray. I want my relationships with others to be more meaningful and sincere. Entering a new year is always a good time of reflection, looking back over the past 12 months to see where I have come and what, if anything, has changed about me for good or bad. I believe these moments of self-reflection are important because we need to face ourselves and see the things that need to change. It is easy to ignore that person in the mirror, but if we don't look, we can't see what needs to be adjusted. Can I encourage you to be willing to stay in front of the mirror for a while and really take a good look? Ask God to show you what needs to be changed in your life. Maybe it's an attitude adjustment or working on limiting how many words we say. I know it's easy to let our thoughts come out in words, but sometimes that's not always best. Perhaps one of the things you need to work on next year is just saying no to others. When people ask for your help to bake, volunteer, or go somewhere, it can be hard to say no. But remember what I said about the power of a small no? We don't have to say no all the time. But it's okay to sprinkle it in here and there, especially if too many yeses take you away from your family too often. Our families are one of our greatest gifts and should be cherished above all else. So please feel free to make sane small no's a part of your New Year's plan. So what are some other things that we can do to make this year count for good? Well, let's talk about three things today. First, pick a word. This might sound strange, but I have been doing this for a few years now. As December rolls around, I try to think about a word that has come up throughout the year in my devotions, in conversations, or in my own thoughts. A word that encompasses something that I need to work on or develop in my life. It often acts as a reminder throughout the year of what my goal or desire is and can help me make better choices. Do I always follow it? No but I think it helps to have it in place. Perhaps you have a word that has been bouncing around in your head or maybe it has reappeared during your devotions quite often. Take a moment to write it down. You can even look it up in the dictionary to help you gain a better understanding of its meaning. I like to write mine down in my journal so I can look back throughout the year as well as write down thoughts in the coming months that may tie back to it or remember moments where it came into play. And this word can be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to come from the Bible. It can be a word of character or even challenge. 
Spend time thinking about it and praying over it. It might surprise you by the end of the year just how much it influenced you. Next, have a plan for your spiritual growth. I truly believe a good year is one where we grow in our faith, where we can look over the past year and see a change, even if it's small, but it is there. However, this doesn't happen by accident. It takes intention, a plan and a willingness and a commitment to stick with it. A sweet friend of mine shared how she wanted to make her quiet time a priority. Trust me, it is not always easy because it means getting up earlier, giving herself time to read and pray before having to get ready to go to work, make lunch, along with all the other small distractions that creep into our daily life. But it is worth it all, I promise. The best way to be consistent is to have a plan. I have several Bible reading plans available for free to download on the website, including reading through the Women of the Bible in one year, the Book of Psalms in one year, prayer, and a topical one as well. Each has only a few verses a day and works well with the 30 days to journaling that is also available for purchase on the website. All of those links will be in the show notes for you. When you have a plan in place, it is always much easier to reach your goal. If you want to read your Bible through in a year, there is a wonderful Bible called the Devotional Daily Bible that has the passages from both the Old and New Testament, along with a section of Psalms and Proverbs laid out for you each day of the year, which makes it super easy to follow and read through. I highly recommend it and will have a link to where you can purchase one if you like. Also, there are a couple of books that I recommend reading that can really help you in your walk with the Lord. One is Adorned by Nancy DeMoss Walgmuth. It was a fabulous book that was rich in information, and I walked away so refreshed, challenged, and encouraged. It's not a hard read. You can read just a few pages each day along with your Bible reading, and I promise it will enrich your heart in so many ways. Another book I like to tell others about is Loving God with All of Your Mind by Elizabeth George. I read this one in my early 20s and was so challenged by it, and many of the principles I learned have stayed with me all these years. And the last book on my list is What Do I Know About My God by Marty Collier. This one was amazing and changed how I read my Bible and did my quiet time in multiple ways. So if you are looking for some new books to weave into your own quiet time, these are my top three and I will have links to all of them for you. The final thing I want to talk about is building relationships. We are social, communal people who truly need each other to become better. Our community is important. This is where we learn from others, where we practice what we preach, and where we are sharpened and strengthened. It is impossible to have deep relationships with everyone, but we can select a few to really invest ourselves in, to call, text, visit, invite them to our homes, have meaningful conversations, and just be there for one another. As I've said before, there is nothing on this earth that we can take with us except people. We are meant to share the good news with those the Lord brings into our lives, but I also believe we are meant to spend our time investing in others, provoking them to good works, as it says in Hebrews 10, verse 24, and bearing one another's burdens, as Paul says in Galatians 6, 2. You know, there are a lot of one another verses in the Bible, which tends to say that it's an aspect that's important. We truly need one another. So let's make this year one where we prioritize others over things. After all, it is one of the best eternal investments you can make with your time. And with that, we will wrap up our last episode of 2022. I pray you have a blessed new year, my friends. May it be a good one as we continue to seek the Lord and learn to sit still in his holy presence. Mm-hmm.